This is Dr. Rob Harder with the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast, Making Your World Better. What does it take to be an effective nonprofit leader today? What are the biggest challenges? What are the biggest obstacles? How should nonprofits fundraise in an economy that is constantly changing? All of these reasons combined led me to start this show. And it's my hope that through this series, people can learn not only what it takes to be an effective nonprofit organization, but to hear from effective leaders who are successfully making a positive impact in their communities. We hope you enjoy the show as together we hear how they are making their world better. Leadership. Is there any difference between leading in the nonprofit sector versus the for-profit sector? Or are the principles of leadership essentially the same regardless of the sector? Well, my guest today is Jada Hare, who moved from a successful career at Caterpillar to now working at the Midwest Food Bank as their chief resource officer. Jada will share what she's learned during her move into the nonprofit world and how she has sought to grow that organization along with her executive team while maintaining the core values of that organization. Enjoy today's show. Well, thanks, Jada, for being on the show today. There are several things I look forward to diving into, but I wanted to start with your specific story. I find it fascinating that you left a successful career with Caterpillar in order to work in the nonprofit sector at the Midwest Food Bank. Talk to us about that transition. Why did you make the move? And what has been the biggest surprise with coming into the nonprofit sector so far? Yeah. First of all, Rob, thanks for having me on the show today. I'm really excited for this opportunity. So to talk about the transition, I want to circle back to when I started at Caterpillar. So I knew coming out of college, I wanted to have a career that had global reach and work that mattered. And so working at Caterpillar provided that. I was able to work and live internationally, travel the globe, and work on what I felt was really important efforts of global infrastructure, construction industry, energy industry, that really felt uh, meaningful and impactful. So I, I was really engaged and thrilled with my opportunities. At Caterpillar. And I suppose when I started, I never would have guessed I was going to stay for that long, but I kept having great opportunities and really enjoyed it. And then I woke up one day and I just kind of realized, like, is this really what the second half of my career will be? And really felt I'm a woman of faith and I felt that God was prompting me to something more. Uh, and so I knew, though, that I wanted to keep those same attributes of a career with global reach and work that mattered. And so that led me to Midwest Food Bank. I have a degree in agriculture engineering. And so food was always something close and dear to my heart and food insecurity and the issues of hunger, both locally and globally. And, and so it was just the perfect fit for my orientation of what I was passionate about and the, the type of work I wanted to do. So that, that was kind of the story behind me making the transition to the nonprofit world. And I'm going to get into a little bit about the transition and what surprises you've had as you go into it. Now, let's talk about your leadership position. I understand that you're the chief resource officer. You've got a CFO who's, in a sense, acting as CEO. I'm curious, now, as you've moved into this role and you've been there a couple of years now, do you lead differently or do you apply different skills in your current job that you didn't necessarily use in your former role at Caterpillar? Or do you feel like leadership is leadership and the leadership principles used at Caterpillar are being applied here. It just happens to be a different address, so to speak. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. It's something I was trying to anticipate. And you never really know, right, until you get into it. And, and so definitely leadership is leadership. The way that you care about your employees is consistent from for-profit to nonprofit. 
the focusing on development of your team, that obviously is consistent as well. Some of the things that I did find that were different first, uh, Caterpillar was a, an organization that was over a century old or nearing a century in, in tenure, whereas Midwest Food Bank is nearly 20 years in, in tenure. So just a little bit different in terms of where they were in the evolution of their growth. And so that sometimes has an impact on my leadership skills and, and the way I employ my talents at the organization. Also, what's unique about Midwest Food Bank is one of our kind of cultural mottos would be that humility equals success. And this comes directly from our founder. And so if you think about that, humility equals success, that might be a kind of a, a framework that you wouldn't expect to find in the for-profit world. And so to be humble requires us to be curious. It requires us to be compassionate. Uh, and so those are two of the attributes I definitely lead with in my leadership skills at Midwest Food Bank. I really like that. So humility equals success. That's fascinating. And I think you're right. I don't think you hear a lot about that in the for-profit sector. It's interesting you bring it up though, because I've had a lot of people on my show and talk about what are those key traits for good leadership in the nonprofit sector and humility does come up. And so it's interesting that I feel like that is maybe something that's a little bit more common in the nonprofit world. Now, when you were working at Caterpillar, I would guess that you both uh, supported financially and even perhaps volunteered at nonprofits in your role as an executive at Caterpillar. Now that your job is full-time at a nonprofit, what do you want nonprofits to know about how best to engage with their corporate sponsors, either for financial support on the one hand or volunteer support? You're absolutely right. That's one of the first ways that I learned about Midwest Food Bank is coming with my team when I was working in the for-profit world to come and serve together. And I think now even more than ever, because many corporations have moved to remote work. So especially if you think about how to engage volunteers, it's really thinking through how do you tailor those solutions for each organization? Many people are not even getting together with their team for meetings in person. So like finding a way to create a solution for those folks that it's a way to get together, it's a safe environment, come back in and volunteer with us. It's an opportunity to see your coworkers face-to-face. So making sure that you pitch that opportunity as providing a, and creating a solution uh, for the employees of the corporation. I also think uh, if, if you have the capacity, offer up your office or conference room as meeting space. So when they come in to volunteer, they also can tag on a meeting and, and kind of make a day of it, of an offsite. Finding ways that you can tailor giving campaigns, not always asking for dollars, but finding ways that, you know, maybe it's easier for a corporation to to highlight your campaign on social media or highlight it in an employee newsletter. And so sometimes that might be more valuable than actually asking for a contribution. So making sure that you right-size the ask of what the corporation can do for your nonprofit. So when working with corporations for nonprofits that have multiple locations, it's always helpful to understand if the corporation wants to be approached on a national level or are they very regional or state specific? Uh, because just having that frank conversation with them, do they want each state to submit a, a grant application or is it one for the whole organization? And so just having that clarity helps tailor the approach for each corporation you might be working with. Uh, I love those ideas. Very practical. And I appreciate that. I hope my listeners are really tying, you know, leaning into that because corporate sponsorships are so important. And particularly as 
I think as we continue to move through COVID, there's been a sense of more corporations wanting to make a social impact, make a difference. And so working with nonprofits or through nonprofits is a really critical role. I'm curious now, as you've been there, again, I know you're not the only leader. You're working alongside your CFO and COO and the whole team. But as you and the whole team have worked together and you've been trying to grow that organization, at the same time, you've I know you've maintained the values of the organization from the very beginning. And you've already shared one of your core values about humility. So as you think about it, would you do anything different like the Midwest Food Bank than how you would have done this at Caterpillar when it comes to growing organization, but maintaining the core values at the same time? Have you gone about that differently at all? I feel like the, a lot of the practices that I learned at Caterpillar apply directly to the cultural component at Midwest Food Bank. Repeated communication of the same thing, consistency is a, a great way to drive the culture. Then following that up with training. And then obviously as a leader, you have to have those demonstrated values. You have to demonstrate that in your daily activities um, because people then really understand what does it mean to see those values in action. And so that's consistent of any organization, the communication, the training, and then actually bringing it to life and demonstrating the values in in all of our practices. Um, A benefit that we have at Midwest Food Bank is that our founders still can speak into that to our our team and our our employees, uh, our employees and our volunteers. So leveraging our founder to really reinforce the the cultural expectations and, and our values. We'll be right back. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, I want to make sure you're aware of a whole group of other episodes with fascinating guests that I previously interviewed. Just go to our website, nonprofitleadershippodcast.org. There you'll find numerous interviews of nonprofit leaders from all over the country and even from different countries, all trying to make their world better. I also want to encourage you to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. This will help us get this great content out to more nonprofit leaders just like you. And finally, if you want to get my monthly email update that contains more resources in addition to these episodes, it's really easy. Just go to my website at nonprofitleadershippodcast.org and simply type your email address in the top right-hand box, and you'll be added to our monthly email update. And this way, you'll never miss any of the interviews or extra content from this show. And if you have any questions or comments, do not hesitate to email me. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. What a great resource to have your founder still involved to keep that consistency in your values. What a real strength to have. Okay, now next question. What you do is very close to my heart because I too lead an organization that has food pantries as part of what we provide for the community as we meet the needs of this community. Now, food insecurity is something that is a very real issue across our country. And it's one of the real indicators of the clear and sometimes drastic disparity we see in our individual communities. And I feel like COVID only made that a gap even wider. Now, what have you found to be the root causes of food insecurity from your experience at Midwest Food Bank? And how are you addressing the root causes as you continue to feed thousands of families? It's an important question. And I think you framed it correctly. What are the root causes? It's not one singular cause. So, you know, we have to understand that there are multiple challenges that have to be addressed and that food insecurity is a cause of poverty, but it's also an outcome of poverty. So it's kind of on both sides of the, the poverty equation. And so we know that some of those root causes are going to be underemployment, homelessness, 
trauma uh, in neighborhoods where high rates of crime, again, high rates of unemployment, lack of nutrition. And so what we know is that families are making trade-offs regularly. Do they have the decision to make of where do they put their limited resources? And so do they purchase food for themselves? Do they purchase food for their children? And so knowing that low-cost food becomes a high priority, and lots of times that's the shelf-stable food that's packaged and likely not as nutritious. So what we can do at Midwest Food Bank is be very consistent in our supply to the nonprofits that we support so that they know that they can receive food from us and they can depend on Midwest Food Bank. We can work towards providing variety that includes nutritious options, produce, dairy, high protein. All of what we do, we do that at no cost. So we see a key way that we give back into the the ecosystem of providing support in our communities is that we're distributing our food to the nonprofits at no cost. So they can take their limited dollars and provide that in additional programming and services to the people in need. So our contribution to that equation of alleviating hunger is providing the food at no cost. Love that. That's excellent. Now, thanks for listening to all those different things that you're doing. And I know the Midwest Food Bank is a fairly unique organization when it comes to how you go about doing your work. We've had other people on here with large um, food banks, the Atlanta Food Bank recently, for example. Um, We've also had people that have regional food banks. Tell us what separates and sets apart the Midwest Food Bank in both your mission and your actually how you go about serving people. Yes. So a few things that are unique about Midwest Food Bank. And first, I already mentioned the ability for us to share the blessings forward that we do not charge a service fee and everything that we provide to our partner nonprofits is free of charge. Uh, We also aim to have an excellent and industry-leading volunteer experience. We have volunteers that don't only come in, like we mentioned earlier, corporate groups coming in, church groups. We have volunteers that are essentially serving in full-time or nearly full-time capacities. And so taking the role of of a staff employee and and doing really very specific value-added work for us. And so day in, day out, we're blessed by those volunteers. We aim to have our facilities, again, to be industry-leading with modern equipment that's clean, that's safe, and create an environment where our volunteers want to be. What's unique about Midwest Food Bank is we also have a, a program for disaster relief. We partner with the Salvation Army and other organizations that provide disaster relief. So we provide food and cleaning supplies that can be delivered very quickly across the nation. We have 10 locations in the U.S. and two internationally. So we can leverage that footprint across the U.S. to distribute food and balance our food across the organization and also help us in our procurement of food. I mentioned a few times that we're a faith-based organization, so everything that we do is based out of that faith and to share the love of Christ. And then finally, we do everything with incredible transparency and accountability. So 99 cents of every dollar that's donated to Midwest Food Bank goes to fund our mission. So very low administrative costs. And we say that for every dollar that gets donated, we can turn that into $30 worth of food. So that's good math. $1 donated goes to $30 worth of food because we leverage our food donations and any food we do procure, we can buy it in a bulk format. 
you said something really interesting, volunteers, that your goal actually is to have a first-class volunteer experience. And actually, you have many volunteers, it sounds like, that are taking on a full-time staff position. That is so critical for nonprofits, right? To have a really effective volunteer program. I would love to dive in a little bit deeper with that. So talk to me more about why do you think it is such a, an effective program? What have you implemented? How long has it taken for you to really get this volunteer program going where now it's as successful as it is today? Talk a little bit more about that. What, is, what have you done and why do you think it's been so successful? First of all, it's kind of in, in the DNA of our organization that the genesis of Midwest Food Bank's early days, we had volunteer staffing. So it was quite a while before even a paid employee was, was brought into the organization. So it was really a volunteer-run organization. So we maintain that culture today. So we are blessed with that culture. And so now our job is to steward it. And so part of our values is to empower volunteers. And so creating roles where they feel empowered. And we even talk about the art of volunteer empowerment, making sure that they understand what are the goals, what are the priorities, what is the culture, and letting them feel like they can thrive in those positions. So part of that is finding the right role for the right volunteer, the right coaching for the volunteer. In fact, today we have a scenario where we have multiple volunteers that are leading other volunteers. We have a, a position at Midwest Bank that's called the lead volunteers. They're leading other volunteers and really letting our volunteers know that they are partners in our mission. So they feel as much ownership and pride in what we do as the employees. So really uh, instilling that empowerment into their role. Again, well said, empowerment for your volunteers, absolutely critical. And if you really want to grow and scale organization, particularly in the nonprofit sector, volunteers is, a, is has to be part of your strategy and part of your plan. So it sounds like you've done that really well. I got to encourage my listeners to check out the website and find out a little bit more about how they're doing that. Now, let's go on to some other things you're doing that, again, truly impressive. The Midwest Food Bank will distribute approximately $400 million worth of food to 2,000 nonprofits as you operate 10 warehouses in the U.S. And then actually you have two operations internationally. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of food. That's a lot of organization. That's a lot of logistics. It's a lot of activity and represents a whole lot of people being served. So with all of that as a backdrop, what is your biggest leadership challenge right now? And perhaps maybe you could say broadly to your executive team, what is your collective largest leadership challenge right now? And I would say that challenges are opportunities. So our biggest opportunity is always going to be with people. Certainly, we have a heart for distributing food and alleviating hunger and malnutrition, but we're in the people business. We just happen to use food to engage people, whether that's recruiting volunteers, making sure that we have a steady supply of volunteers for the correct roles, as we already talked about, um, ensuring that our employees are educated and embracing our culture. So we dedicate time and energy to that. Uh, and really the, the effort of making sure that we maintain relationship with our agencies and with ultimately with the food recipients, that's uh, relationships with people that we know are critical and important. And obviously we're not coming out of the pandemic, but now we're in a season now where we're more readily able to visit with our agencies and do our agency visits and spend more time face-to-face -face with them. And so we're very thankful that we can return to that practice after taking a, a pause in 2020. I liked how you said that though, challenges are opportunities. So talk more about that. Um, how do you turn challenges into opportunities and still keep a smile on your face? <laughs> <laughs> well, if we have the, the mindset, we are fortunate to operate with a, another culture of progress over perfection. 
there's a significant need of hunger and malnutrition globally. And we know that we're not going to solve that. Uh, Not today, not tomorrow, but if we continue to make progress and not aim for perfection or be limited by, by perfection. So if we keep that in mind, also another mindset that we embrace is just to keep moving forward. So if we keep making progress, moving forward, and all of that is rooted in our values and our mission statement, then we are able to see our challenges as opportunities. One of the things I really always enjoy asking my guests when it comes to leadership is give us an example for you of two leaders that have really shaped you the most. As you think about your leadership style and where you are today, who shaped you and what about their leadership impacted you and how did they shape your own leadership even today now that you're in a nonprofit sector job? Early in my career, I had a leader that saw in me more than I saw in myself. And so it was a a strategic job that I had taken on. It was a a kind of a step up in my responsibility and just a kind of a differentiating role for me in my career. And he saw potential in me and was quick to verbalize that and to kind of name that and encourage it and foster that potential that I had not even seen myself. And so I don't take that uh, for granted. And I want to always be that person that sees the bright light and to see the shining star in each one of my employees. And so I always want to give that gift that I have also received. So I want to give that and pay that forward. So that's been a tactic that I've aimed to use in the for-profit and in the nonprofit sector. Another leader is not an individual person per se, but I had a season in my career where I had a team of peer mentors. And so we had kind of a peer coaching circle. So a group of gals that we would get together on about a monthly basis, we would have lunch. And this was a a team that could be truth tellers. So these are people that knew my work, knew me as a person, knew me socially and professionally, and could speak truth. And so coming out of a meeting could debrief with me being able to share their insights and of the organization. And so they were always very much a a truth teller and observer of my work. And so what a wonderful opportunity to have that in a peer network. So now wherever I am in my career, I'm always seeking who are my truth tellers, who are my peer network that's going to encourage me and want to have mutual success for the team. Oh, I like that. That's excellent. Great examples. And maybe one last question would, what do you do to keep yourself sharp, specifically when it comes to leadership and development? Well, I listened to Rob Harder on the, the <laughs> well, you're kind. Thank you. Very so kind. Great the kind. answer. <laughs> That's a great answer. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. I do enjoy podcasts. So uh, listening to nonprofit content podcasts is something I've used. Also just being aware of the nonprofit industry. And so having a few organizations that I might benchmark, look at their websites, receive their newsletters, and just observe. So that's one way of understanding the nonprofit industry as well. Love it. Well, it's great. Now, it's fun to have a fan on the show, and but also it's obvious that you're doing great work. You're leading a large organization along with a great executive team, it seems like. Now, people probably are going to want to find out more about your organization. What's the best way for them to connect and learn more about Midwest Food Bank as well as for yourself? Yes. So midwestfoodbank.org is where they can find us online. That's our website. We also are very active on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So social media channels where they can find us. And then certainly we have locations and all of that's available on our website to see where we're located. And we would love to host anyone interested to, to come take a tour and come visit us. 
Well, that's great. Well, Jada, thank you again. Jada Hare, Chief Resource Officer for the Midwest Food Bank. Thanks for sharing your insights today. And it seems like you've made a seamless and very successful transition from the for-profit world into the nonprofit world. Congratulations and keep up the good work. Thank you. Hey friends, I wanted you to know that this podcast can be found on both iTunes and Spotify. If you're wondering how to find it, just type in the words Nonprofit Leadership Podcast and this podcast should show up. We also encourage you when you go on iTunes, let us know what you think. Give us a review, give us a rating. We would love to hear what you think of this podcast and your feedback will help expand this podcast to get it out to as many people as possible. You can also find other resources and interviews of past guests on my website, nonprofitleadershippodcast.org. Again, that website is non nonprofitleadershippodcast.org. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, keep making your world better.